Hello, it is Throwback Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. Steve Cypress here. On a somber day, the uh, expected but uh, saddening news came yesterday uh, to the sports world and uh, more specifically the world of the New York Mets. One of the all-time greatest baseball players passed away at the age of 75, Tom Terrific. Tom Seaver, one of the greatest athletes, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and certainly by far the greatest player in the history of the New York Mets franchise and a childhood hero of mine. Uh, back then when I lived uh, less than 10 minutes away from Shea Stadium where the Mets played, and any time Tom Seaver was pitching, you know, pitchers, if you don't know about baseball, they only pitch once every four days back then. Now it's every five days, but... That was it. You didn't get a lot of chances to see Tom Seaver uh, when he was pitching, especially if it was a Saturday or a Sunday. And uh, we could get to the game. Man, we hopped on the train. We got over there at Shea Stadium, and what a treat to watch this guy pitch. But I got to tell you, as great as he was as a player, und undeniably one of the greatest of all time, he was even a better person. Uh, nobody, I've never heard, maybe I... Do I need to do research? I don't know. I never heard anybody say a bad word about him. Total opposite. Everyone said how humble he was, how thankful he was for his fans. You know, as the fans, we adored him and we thanked him for all the, the great times. And, the, you know, he led the, the Miracle Mets in 1969 to the improbable last place to first place world championship where the whole city of New York and the whole world, uh, just went crazy with that upset season, the crazy Miracle Mets season. A bunch of young players, nobody really expected anything out of that year, and Tom Seaver had a phenomenal year, won 25 games, struck out over 300 players. Let's see, I have the stats right here on my handy Tom Seaver collectible baseball card and a figurine put together by... Uh, Great childhood friend, my best friend growing up. Became my best man when I got married. Scott Regenbogen made this for me and sent it to me. It was a total surprise. I'm like, check that out. I love it. There he is, Tom Seaver, number 41. And uh, there's all his statistics on there. So I guess I could look at 1969. Pitched in 36 games, 273 innings, 25 wins, 7 losses, 208 strikeouts, five shutouts, an ERA of 2.21. That's uh, two runs a game. Uh, today would practically, you know, it would be the best you could imagine. Did it year after year. His lifetime earned run average, 2.86 for a 20-year career, less than three runs a game given up, 3,640 strikeouts, 311 wins, all magic marks, 3,000 strikeouts, 300 wins. There may never be another pitcher in the history of baseball with those 300 wins. There's been a few since, Tom, but now what they pitch every five days, they only go six innings or so. I mean, you know, if they had here complete games, almost every game was complete game back then. And look at these shutouts year after year. That's complete games, no runs by the other team. Five, five, four, three, three, five, five, three, four, five over and over and over. 
Strikeouts, 205, 208, 283, 289, 249, 251, 201, 243, 235. He's just striking out everybody year after year after year. Still holds. It's now been tied, but the Major League record, he once struck out 10 straight players in a game. That at the time, he was the only one to do it. Now it's been tied, I think, uh, maybe two or three times. Phil Brakefield's here. Great to see you, Phil. He was the first pitcher I ever saw, says Phil, who taught me what was meant when someone said, the great ones pitch with their legs. So true. Steel Springs, absolutely. You can, you can see it in this picture even though you can't see his legs. Well, you can see just barely in a baseball card. I mean, it, it was all about that powerful stride, not to mention the precision. Every single stride, identical. Uh, that's how you pitch for 20 years. And that's how your arm lasts, as Phil says, because you pitch with your legs. I know it sounds strange to non-athletes, but Phil, being a champion boxer back in his days, knows that that's, of course, they say the same thing in boxing. Uh, you punch with your legs. What do you mean, Steve? What do you mean, Phil? You pitch baseball with your arm. You box with your hands and your arms. What are you talking about? Well, then you don't know. You haven't followed it. You haven't played it, and it doesn't matter. We're getting off into the weeds here, but, man, Tom Seaver was just a joy. That's right. I mean, in, in sports, when you root for a team, you never know what's going to happen. Are they going to win? Are they going to lose? going to be fun, going to be disappointing. Uh, when you go to a game, you're excited about the, the smell of the fresh grass, and the, there's the players, and you, if you get there early like I always did, you get down there into the front row and you get autographs from your favorite players, and and any player, actually, that will come give you an autograph, of course. And the whole thing's larger than life, and you love all that. And then you hope that you also have a good experience, and your team plays well, and, and hopefully they win. And i got to tell you, did Tom Seaver ever deliver? Even on the rare occasions we lost the game at home, uh, it was almost always uh, worth the price of admission, worth 100 times the price of admission, just to watch him pitch. It was electrifying. I remember the first time I... We went down and we, we moved, uh, you know, we're kids. We, we bought our cheapest tickets we could and we kept moving down, moving down. I remember at the end of a game, must have been a blowout or something because we went right down behind the plate, straight on. And it was the first time in my life that I actually saw a curveball curve. I was like, holy crap, it's a whole different game when you're watching from straight behind. That pitch is actually coming in not only ridiculous mile a minute, but it's curving, and with every single pitch looking the same, every single stride, every single wind-up identical, batters had no idea what was going on. And But, I mean, just a joy to watch. But as a person, what a great man Tom Seaver was. And I had my own brush with greatness when I was a vendor in Madison Square Garden as a 17-year-old kid in high school in 1977. No, it was... Uh, uh, yeah, it was 1977. Uh, I was a 17-year-old kid. I was selling ice cream at a circus event on a Saturday afternoon. And a guy waved me down, in, in, weighing down in the good seats, the red seats back in those days, the, the best seats, and, and not way down because to the circus, an event like that, you, want, you don't want to be too low to the ground. You want to be a little bit up. So he was in the perfect seats, about uh, two, three rows from, probably two rows from the the aisle going down into that best seat section so you could see above to all the high wire racks and
below to watch the clowns and what's going on. And so, of course, he had the best seats in the house. And uh, flagged me over, said, I'll take an ice cream. And I looked and I said, come on now. It just looks like Tom Seaver. Uh, and right next to him was a strikingly, spectacularly beautiful California blonde model-looking woman, and that's his wife, Nancy. Uh, they're both from Southern California, two all-American, you know, Ken and Barbie, perfect-looking people, perfect-acting people. I mean, just, it was another day, wasn't it? Like, but, uh, and then the two little girls next to him, and he had two little daughters. I was like, just seems like Tom Seaver. Oh, and when he handed me the three quarters for the 60 cent ice cream and said, keep the change, first of all, nobody ever tipped for an ice cream. If we were selling beer for 90 cents, they gave us a buck and said, keep the change. But no one tipped for an ice cream. They all expected the, the 15 cents change. And I, I make a, a motion like it's nothing, but back in those days, nowadays an ice cream in a stadium probably costs six or eight bucks. So 15 cents, no big deal. But back then, when something cost 60 cents, 15 cents meant something. And uh, he said, keep the change, and I'll never forget. He handed me those three quarters with his thumb and forefinger like this, and I was like, those are the most perfectly manicured nails I've ever seen. Well, and of course, later when I found out, of course, it was Tom Seaver. At the time, I, I walked away. I thought that that's not Tom Seaver. And, uh, and I was like, well, that makes sense because he makes his living with those two fingers. Because you got to put those three fingers on the baseball. These two fingers to throw the fastball, the curveball. I mean, players come out of games all the time if they got any kind of little blister coming out or any cut on the finger or anything at all. He had the most perfect hands, perfect fingers. So you think for 20 years, it's like a surgeon. This guy kept such care of his entire body, but especially that hand, those fingers, that arm, over and over year after year. 35 games, 36, 36, 37, 36, 35, 36, 32, 36, 35. I mean, just doesn't happen. And then I'm looking like, what's with this 13? Oh, that's 1977. That's right. Because 1977 for the Mets, he pitched 13 games. And the Mets then, the owner, Donald Grant, did the worst, most heinous crime ever committed in the history of Mets all-time Metsdom, and they've made a lot of incredible blunders. Uh, he failed to tender a contract to extend Seaver's contract for another year. They were in a dispute. He didn't, he was, he was notoriously penny-pinching cheapskate, and any time a player did well at all, he wanted to trade him or get rid of him, but this is Tom Seaver we're talking about. Didn't want to pay him the money, and back in those days, it wasn't $25 million a year like he would get now. He'd get $50 million a year. Back then it was $200,000, $300,000 or something. Come on. And a few years before that, it was seventy five dollars or $80,000. Uh, but didn't Ken to the contract? That's what the news said, I remember. I could have looked it up here. But it was something about they had to get that contract out of him at midnight that night. Tom Seaver just said, that's it. That I'm uh, declaring myself a free agent. And he was gone. And that shook the sports world, but especially New York City and Mets fans who, by the way, if you don't know why the Mets colors are orange and blue, orange and blue, orange and blue on the uniform, that's because the orange is for the former New York Giants, now in San Francisco, and the blue is for the former Brooklyn Dodgers, now in Los Angeles, because those two National League teams fled New York and went to the West Coast. And in 1962, the Mets were born in New York, and they took the colors of those two teams that 
fled and left all their fans high and dry. And they said, look, the orange and the blue is back in New York in the National League. We have a National League team. It's not just the American League Yankees anymore. The orange and the blue is back, you National League baseball lovers in New York. And so New York fans, National League baseball fans, had been left at the altar before. The Giants scramoosed out of town. The Dodgers scramoosed out of town. And now what happened? We lost the greatest player in franchise history, everybody's hero, Tom Seaver. I can't even say it and keep a straight, straight face. I never forget it. No, no Mets fan who was alive at that time or could remember it, old enough to remember, would forget. And there he was. He's gone. And so that year was, after all those years over and over of over 30 games started and hundreds, uh, you know, 251 innings pitched, 277, 273, 290, 286, 262, 290, 236, 280, 271. I don't know, do the division, but 270 divided by 36 starts or 290 or 250 or whatever. It's, it's pitching deep seven, eight, nine innings a game. Those were the days. You went to see Tom Seaver? You got to see Tom Seaver. But 1977, suddenly it goes down to 13. Well, what happened? Gone. The Reds picked them up. And that same year, 77, 20 games started for the Reds. So there it is, 33 games started that year. And the next year, 36 for the Reds, and then 32 for the Reds, and then towards the end of his career now, 26, 23, 21. But then 34, 34, 35 as a 40-year-old pitcher, same in that arm, thrown with the legs, never a major in injury. Nowadays, players throw their arm out all the time. Oh, he's going to miss the whole next year with surgery, and he's out. And you understand he's, he's on the injured list, and oh, this and that. And he can only go six innings. He can only throw 82 pitches. They can, if they'd had a pitch count back then, he would have broken every counter. I mean, there was no pitch count back then. You just pitched. Tom Seaver was pitching. He just pitched. You don't take him out. He pitches him all the time. What's with that? My internet connection went out. A hint that I should be at the end of the video, but here's part two, and I'm standing right next to my modem right now. So, for crying out loud, there's the modem. This connection should stay on right now while I just finish what I was saying. My dad taught me at an early age, when you see a star athlete around town or you see a celebrity, don't bother them. They're with their family. They're on their private time. You know, you can sort of nod or wave or something. You know, I'd see Earl Monroe and Walt Frazier and Willis Reed, and here's Tom Seaver and and on and on, and you know, I know you wanna, you know, nowadays when everyone has a camera, and of course I'd wanna get a photo, but couldn't do that. I wouldn't have done that to him. In fact, uh, I was telling my beautiful wife Michelle about this yesterday. Undoubtedly, I'm sure he arrived after the event started. So it wouldn't be coming into the rush and no one would really see him uh, and see that he was there, because of course the whole garden would have gone crazy. And uh, he was gone before intermission. And so, uh, because at intermission, same thing, everyone would have stood up, some people would have turned around, they would have said, holy crap, it's Tom Seaver, and 19,000 people would have mobbed him. And uh, how unfair to his family and, and him, he wouldn't even be able to get out of there. But that was the story, they're like, oh no, playing the Mets tonight. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I at least would have said, you're my hero, thank you, or something, who knows why, I would have just said, thank you for everything you've done for New York Mets fans. And... Uh, that was it, so I went back. I went back, and he was gone. And uh, it was right before intermission. 
And so I missed my chance to say more than thank you to Tom Seaver, but uh, just an amazing guy, uh, amazing man. We found out, uh, I don't know, could have looked it up, was it a year or two ago, that he had come down with dementia. And it wasn't just dementia like you see in a presidential candidate. It was body, some kind of body dementia. I can only imagine what that means. And uh, he wasn't going to appear at the 50th anniversary of the New York Mets Miracle 1969 championship uh, last year. Where, where as many surviving, living members of that incredible, amazing team were showing up and being, uh, you know, uh, um, celebrated. And also all the fans, especially my age, you know, I, I used to go see Tom Seaver as a kid. And, uh, you know, we would revel in the memories, even though we're looking at old men, we'd say, oh man, there he is. And, and I remember being selfish and thinking like, oh man, we don't get to see Tom Seaver. But, you know, come on now. Uh, clearly, he was unable to, you wouldn't want him going into a crowd. You wouldn't want him getting on a plane or traveling or doing any of that. They were like, look, he has dementia. He's not going to do any more public events, no interviews, no anything. He's going to live out the rest of his life in Southern California in his home with his wife, Nancy. And he's going to do what he likes to do, some gardening, and that's about it. And uh, then the news came yesterday, the age of 75, Tom Seaver has passed away. And so today is a sad day here, second day in a row in Cypress household. And uh, I am in full Mets regalia in honor of the great one, Tom Terrific, the greatest New York Mets player and person of all time.